0: to Making a Difference About Domestic Violence and Abuse with host Shereen Rice on the CWR Talk Network. Good evening. This is Shereen Rice with Making a Difference About Domestic Violence. My goal for this show is to educate and help in the healing journey for those that are suffering from domestic abuse. If you'd like to call in tonight, this is live. I will tell you, though, I made a mistake on my link. I uh, set the show up for an hour... Uh, hour earlier and made that mistake so i had to shut that link down and open this new one so this is live i have sent out the new link hopefully you guys got it um my number if you want to call in live is 917-889-8078 If you're listening tonight and would like to get in touch with me, my email is shereenecwr at gmail.com. Let me spell that out for you since it is really long. S-H-A-R-E-E-N-E-C-W-R at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Okay, I'd like to remind everyone that our show is every Thursday night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 7 Mountain, and 8 p.m. Central. My show can also be heard on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and now iHeart if you subscribe to those services. If you want a direct link to those services, you may go to the CWR homepage on the website cwrtalknetwork.com and click on the logo for that service. If at any time you experience a trigger by this topic, please call the National Hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE. 1-800-799-7233 Our topic tonight is on sexual assault So if that is a trigger for you You may not want to listen tonight Or listen to this show And uh, we'll be right back I'm going to have a public service announcement And we'll be right back
1: Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration.
0: Welcome back to Making a Difference About Domestic Violence and Abuse with your host, Shereen Rice, on the CWR Talk Network. Welcome back. This is Shereen Rice, and I would like to tell you a little bit about my guest tonight. Her name is Missy, and I will not use her last name due to the sensitivity of this show. I have known Missy for 20 years, about there. We have worked together in different treatment facilities for troubled youth in our younger days, which was only like a couple of days ago. I'm just kidding. <laughs> she went on. Uh, <laughs> He went on to law enforcement, and I went into teaching. She is finishing up her bachelor's degree, and because of the sensitivity of her current job, I will just say it is really cool, and you always see it on TV. <laughs> Isn't that a good intro, In Missy? Okay, so she is a sexual is assault awesome. victim. <laughs> you know, that's all I'm going to say about you. You're wonderful. No. Okay, so um, let's let's open up with my first question. Uh, My first question to you is, tell us a little bit about growing up. What was that like in your home? What would that feel like?
1: So um, when I was younger, both of my biological parents were together. And um, it was the 70s. You know, we were hippies. I don't think I wore shoes until kindergarten. And I hated every minute of it. Um, (laughs) And I grew up very safe very safe my dad was never inappropriate you know um, We, my sister and I we ran around nude and so there was you no know, I think uh, my story is that um, I that was totally foreign to me you know, Missy you you're adults. in
0: and out a little bit um, yeah. I missed some of that oh. the, I'm. are you outside there you go yeah okay Is that better? Yeah. So, um, what was foreign to you? I didn't hear that part.
1: No, just the, um, just the abuse. I didn't understand what was going on. Um, and that was, that didn't happen from,
0: that didn't happen from your father, right? Okay.
1: No, no, it didn't. So, my mom, um, they got divorced. Uh, My mom dated mostly, um, LDS, uh, dances. Um, and she met a guy who was a convert to the LDS church and, um, went on to marry. Um, let's see, I was 10 within two weeks. Um, and this is sensitive for those who have a hard time. Within two weeks, um, one of my first memories was, um, he pushed me down. He was in his garments um, with an erection laying on top of me. I couldn't move and was trying to French kiss me and put his hand down my pants. That was my first sexual experience ever. I'm so sorry. And that's how it started.
0: That's how it all started. Okay, and um, so share with us um, kind of how things went uh, matured on or increased on or uh, throughout your life there.
1: So, yeah, as I got older and starting to really mature, um, regular things weren't safe. So, um, you know, the going from the bathroom, you know, in a towel to your bedroom was apparently not normal well that is normal it wasn't normal in our house Um, he misconstrued those things as you know an interest or a like Um, he was very controlling and used um, LDS church teachings Um, I remember it was probably around the same age 10-11 years old Um, he Sat me on his lap at the kitchen table with the door shut into the living room and proceeded to tell me that I was a gift from God and that I was his. Oh no. So, yeah. And the interesting thing was is that there was a lot of a lot of church stuff. You know, um, there was another time in the garage where you know he sang hymns while he stuck his hands, you know, up my shirt and down my pants underneath my underwear. Mm. It was, yeah, church hymns. So
0: I don't, yeah. Yeah. So we can understand the difficulty for all of that. Uh, All of of your, like your feelings towards any organized religion and that type of thing, which wouldn't,
1: we at all
0: feel that same way. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. I just kind of like doing my thing in my own
0: space. And let's talk about uh emotionally what did you go through at that time? Did you um have a um, breakdown? Did you cry a lot?
1: Um I don't know that I that I cried a lot, but I know that I felt very awkward. I wasn't the same as everybody else. Okay. Um I was very self-conscious and one thing that I found, well I one thing that I found is that um when I started getting acne like I tore my skin to pieces because I thought you know like that's so ugly he won't like he won't want anything to do with me and it didn't make it any different um I you know would self-mutilate I started drinking um anything anything was better than how I was feeling and that was a lot of the ways that I coped with things. Um, I don't know. I certainly didn't feel safe in my house. My house wasn't a safe place. I didn't have a safe place. You, wow. Um, you and learned, to, I friend learned to distrust people. I, didn't, I wasn't allowed to go to friend's house. I didn't, I wasn't allowed to have friends. I mean, I could have friends at school, but we weren't allowed to do things after school. He's was very well, compelling.
0: It sounds like it.
1: Okay, so... Um, <laughs> He's an ass. <app. laughs> yeah. No,
0: I know. We all know. Okay, share with us about any healing <laughs> yeah. that you may have received as a young woman. Now, were you ever um, uh, in therapy as a young woman? I did you, when did you started, tell your mom? Well um, several times,
1: several times, um, at least three. And, um, he always had an excuse of that it was misconstrued, you know, which then made me feel like it was a dirt bag because I must be a dirt bag thinking these sexual things, you know, and they're totally, you know, honest, quote unquote. Yeah. So, you know, it was kind of crazy making, like maybe I wasn't thinking straight or thinking right, or that I was you know, a dirty little girl, you know, only dirty girls think like that. I mean, that's how it felt, I guess.
0: Yeah. And so you didn't get any counseling?
1: Um, No. As a matter of fact, I didn't start counseling until I was 19 and I moved to where I currently live. Um It had got to a point I was heavily using um, heroin at the time, um, drinking heavily, and I either had to – I know, Shereen, I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) No, no, it's okay. I came down because I
1: had to sober. Yeah. I had to sober up. I was either going to die, either die or get well. There's there's no in between anymore. Yeah. And that's where I was at. I either got treatment or I was going to die.
0: Well, that's absolutely normal. Um, women who are abused, you were sexually mm-hmm. assaulted, but women that are abused, it's either um, drugs, alcohol, sex, mm-hmm. uh, they turn to sex sometimes, or eating, anything like that to soothe them, and that's normal. hmm Oh, for sure. Okay, okay. sorry about running yeah, around anything like... that I could do. <laughs> yeah. If I sound like I'm out of breath, it's because I noticed my computer wasn't plugged in. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this will suck it dry, and (laughs) it will be a nightmare. Okay, so anyway, sorry, girlfriend. (laughs) Okay, so uh, you kind of explained it when I asked if people believed you. You said your mom, he always had an excuse, or you misconstrued it, it's all your fault. Yeah. Um, do you um, have any other problems? Like, did no. you ever talk to a friend? Did they believe you?
1: No, no, because I, I didn't, I mean, you go through all the classes in school where they say, you know, it's not appropriate that they touch you here, you know, without your permission and that kind of thing. Right. And, um, like I literally didn't put those two together until I was a senior in high school.
0: And, and you still didn't say
1: row, anything to I, anyone? Wait a minute. This is okay. wrong. Um I I I did. So um when I was a senior, you know, and there was that aha moment, um, I didn't have support. I didn't have support at all, honestly. Yeah. Um, nobody wanted you know, we were gonna be we were gonna be the talk of the whole ward, you know.
0: And, he, and that was yeah. in the
1: eighties. everybody was gonna know. That was in the wow.
0: 80s, yes. And this is when actually it started so, to become well known, is in the 80s.
1: Yes. Well, I remember the first couple of times <laughs> they had a show on Phil Donahue and Oprah about um, sex abuse. That was the first time I'd ever heard about that. Yeah. And that was, it was yeah. supportive actually, because I was like, wait a minute, that's exactly what's going on.
0: Yeah. And how old were you about that?
1: um, Senior in high school.
0: Yeah.
1: Five days. So I graduated high school at 17. I went, I started school at four.
0: Yeah.
1: And, um, so it wasn't until I started to go to college that, um, like I finally was like, I turned 18 in October, the end of October. And, um, five days after I turned 18, I turned him in because nobody could tell me that I couldn't. I right. was my own person. And that's, and, and that's how, and that's how he was arrested.
0: Yeah. And, oh, that's when he was arrested for the first time. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. And yeah. what happened? This was the late eighties or early nineties by this time. Um, Let's see
1: really late eighties, early, early nineties. Um so he was called in, you know, from the the sheriff's department. And um as a matter of fact I just got the transcripts and um they're disgusting. They are disgusting. Um he's very manipulative and I think he said things that he didn't realize he was going to say. And I think that Uh, that was really good.
0: So um, what did he say? Can you share any of that?
1: (laughs) Sure. You want me to read it verbatim?
0: Um, Just anything that you think would be helpful. Um, Yeah.
1: Well, for example this is this is his mindset and they're talking about what's been going on and um the detective you know is is asking about um there was a lot of voyeurism and um the detectives asked um what what was what kind of was running through your head when all this was going on you know the voyeurism and he yeah. so he says Oh, things like I can't believe my powerlessness over this and I can't believe I'm doing this. Um, I'm going to be sorry I did it tomorrow or, you know, and wish I wasn't doing it, but not being able to stop doing it, you know, wanting to do it so bad, but not wanting to. And then there's the adventure, the excitement of doing it without getting caught, you know, I mean, you know, the, the, the cat and mouse of it, you know. I mean, whatever you want to call it. I'm not sure if I'm really describing it, but war games. I mean, you know, like, you know, hunting. You're after prey and uh, don't want that. You want to find the prey without it finding you. And I'm real into the hunting and uh I don't know, it's kind of related, you know. The stalking, quiet, invisible and in doing what you want to uh, whatever it is you, whatever it is without being seen, you know. So it's all in there. It's all a part of the sex addicts, the sex alcoholics, the lust addicts, or whatever. It's part of it. I mean, all
0: they and this is him are people talking.
1: related too. This, this is, is his. Him. This is his response.
0: His response. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. So that part of the, you know, not being caught, the excitement, intrigue, or whatever. Like haunting. And that's what I was. And that's yeah. what I was.
0: Okay, it's not only you, though. He's a serial um, sexual um, abuser. So how many other girls that you know of?
1: So on on his criminal record, there's a total of four of us. There is myself, my sister, um, my cousin, and our best neighbor friends, their daughter, Um, I know that he has admitted to my mom that there was a child age up to an elderly woman that he had taken care of as a nurse's assistant.
0: Oh, no. Mm Mhm.
1: Oh, and And... his his first ex-wife's sister, who was mentally handicapped.
0: Oh, that's great. This guy's a real winner, but none of them are really, you know, none of them really are. Okay. So uh, when you charged him and he was arrested, what was he charged with?
1: He was originally charged with a first and second degree felony. Um, What eventually happened because of statute of limitations at the time in Utah was four years. And um, there was a lot of things that I couldn't remember. And so, you know, the very latest incident that I had told them um, was within that, you know, it was within that statute of limitations. And so um, it ended up being attempted, attempted.
0: Uh, oh, really?
1: hmm So because it was, the it first was down to the, a class A and class B misdemeanor.
0: Because uh. So, mm-hmm. Go ahead.
1: I know. So um, he was fined $1,050. He was sentenced to two months in jail. He had two years of probation and um, two years to register as a sex offender. So literally my life was $525.
0: Yeah, that's what it was worth.
1: $525. And that was really difficult, like, when that, when, when I found out, like, I mean, literally, that's what I felt like, you're worth $525. I mean, that's, that's, that's what your pain and everything is worth is $525. And, um, like, that was a breaking point for me, like, you know, screw this. Is that and, all I'm, I'm worth is $500, like, right? Yeah. Yeah. I am a dirty person. I'm nothing. I'm a throwaway.
0: You know, I yeah. have no value. Right. And that's what you thought. Mm-hmm. And that affected your life for, a um, as an early <laughs> young adult. That affected your oh, life significantly. Geez. Oh, yeah.
1: I've married uh, two severely abusive men.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. My, my kids. Yeah. And how, what you taught them too. So, mm-hmm. so let me just get this right. Just because you didn't remember, um, like say at 14, you, you, you caught, you, uh, had him arrested at 18, right? Yes. And so what you remembered, the severe stuff was before age 14, because it was a four-year statute of limitations, which now I think it is two years. Is that yes. correct?
1: No. Um, what I understand, and so I'm, i I don't know for sure, but in Utah, I believe it's eight years. Where I think... Was it you that was telling me that um, in California there is no statute of limitations?
0: Right. California has lifted the statute of limitations for this because a lot of women don't want to come forward. Yeah. Um, because they fear for their lives. Congratulations, until a little bit... Californians. I know, really. So that is one really good thing they've done for sure. Um, yeah. yeah. I do like that. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to talk yeah. about what's happened since then. Um, he went to jail. He got out.
1: Oh and he yeah, he's probation. married multiple times.
0: But let me ask yeah. you this: Did oh, he, contact, he When did he start oh. contacting you?
1: So he he sent me a letter. Um, when I it was when I had my oldest son. Um, so I think about ninety four. Um, he sent me a letter. It was an apology letter, you know, quote unquote, and told me that if I wasn't so pretty or so so cute. That he wouldn't have done that to me. And, you know, like, I, it was just regular bullshit. Right. You know? And, of course, it was my fault. It was right. my fault, once again, you know? I couldn't even get right. a decent apology out of this guy. Right. And um, so I fired off, <laughs> I fired off a letter with a lot of F words and, you know, and, and told him, I don't you know. know. <laughs> no certain terms, do not contact me again, do not contact me again, and um like I've struggled throughout my life, right, and you know you you carry you carry that abuse with you the rest of your life every single day
0: right right. It
1: affects you in 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 you know a million of crazy different ways. Right. You know, like, like, for example, I can't eat uh, alfalfa sprouts. Well, it wasn't until, you know, I was a teenager that I realized why I don't like, you know, alfalfa sprouts is because it's, it's like pubic hair. Uh. And that's what it felt like. That's how I related to it. Yeah. I mean, so it's really weird stuff like that. You know, you don't understand why some of your behaviors are the way that they are. Right. And what I usually
0: tell people is you get a life sentence and they get a couple months or a couple years at the most and you get a life sentence. Yeah.
1: And one thing that I have found too is that when people talk about, um, you know, sex abuse and they talk about details and I know like I'm pretty flippant with mine, you know, but um, people shut down, they shut down. And, you know, people need to be able to speak their truth. And it's ugly. It's really ugly. And it is uncomfortable. Right.
0: Well, and, you know, to talk about that, it was very difficult for you to come on this show, too.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm
0: angry right now. And you should be angry. Yeah. And you should be. And let's talk about why you're angry because I was pretty angry on Tuesday as well.
1: <laughs>
0: it's good so, to be angry.
1: Yeah. So, man, I don't know. I don't know. Cause I can get kind of crazy when I'm angry. Sometimes I, you know, can, can't control what I do and start yelling at people. But so, so backstory, um, in June, um, I got a friend request from my vendor. Um, His name is Dan Nelson, and uh, and a message. You know, it was something stupid like, oh, "Everything okay? Your life is good." And and um, hey, Miss so Missy, you're in and out, out of
0: it. Yeah. What did he say oh, again? Because you were in and out.
1: Oh. No, he he said, you know, I hope things are good in your life or something similar. Mm-hmm. Um he uh so you know, that's been that's been 30 years ago. And you know, I did pretty good. Like I wasn't upset. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like what an asshole and, you know, he's got a lot of guts and whatever, you know. But it didn't hit me until um 2 weeks later. Well, I had to make a decision. I was You know, either, okay, I can fight back or I can let this go. You know, maybe maybe I, you know, evolved to a point where I can let this go. Well, apparently I couldn't because I was driving down the freeway. And um, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. And here I was, you know, suicidal again and wanting to drive in oncoming traffic. And Uh literally the only way I'm going into oncoming traffic was I had my mom's dumb dogs with me Like literally It's a dumb dog I couldn't hurt them (laughs) I just (laughs) couldn't hurt them
0: But you know what Um, Suicidal ideation and homicidal ideation Is actually very common Among uh, victims of domestic violence And sexual assault
1: Yeah and I mean I'm at a point Where I have those skills and I'm like Whoa you know This sounds a little, little crazy Let's take a step back But, you know, my first initial response was, like, I can't live like that again. I cannot live like that again. And so, you know, people want you to be quiet about it. They don't want you to stir anything up. I mean, even as an adult, even as an adult, I'm being told this. And um, that makes me angry. That makes me angry. So the next day, that morning, I filled a protective order. Um, I filled it out and submitted it and, you know, submitted the contact and uh, submitted it to the judge. The judge signed it. Um, it took about, I don't know, a month and a half, about a month and a half, Shereen. Right. That I had the hearing. I Yeah. And um, he wanted an evidentiary hearing. So I am prepared. I've had many meltdowns all over the place. I, you know, vomited all morning. I yeah. get to court and I see him and it's the first time that I see him in, you know, 25 years. And right. he's old and frail and ugly, you know, he still has that ugly pointed nose and, you know, that crunched over badge. Right. Um,
0: he still should be in jail. Anyways, but yeah. that was, was <laughs> kind of weird. Yeah,
1: that was kind of weird. Um, but, but anyways, I had to go up. Okay, to call so let's turn. talk
0: about this though. Let's talk about this when you started yeah. to file against him again, right, for your protective uh-huh. order. Uh-huh. What kind of problems did you get from family or friends or? Oh, uh, well,
1: to be honest, there's only two people in my family that <laughs> that know. <laughs> because you know I had to go to my mom my mom's in her 60s and I'm like mom you know like I need your support like you know honestly like she failed me she failed me in the beginning you know when I was younger and yeah. um I've been able to build my relationship because you know what she's supportive of me you yeah. know? and she's, she's like go after him go after him speak your yeah. truth
0: did you get you know? fallout from some people Yes, I'm not speaking to my sister. Oh. Yeah, so there is Bella. Yeah. And and she said something to you? Yeah. She said probably ignore it or something. Yeah, let it go. Don't let him have your power, blah, blah. Yeah. Okay, so (laughs) so. you went back into court for a protective order because you didn't want to hear from him anymore. Yeah.
1: No, and I and, don't feel like – I mean, I cannot believe that I am fighting so that this guy – so that I don't have to be bothered by this guy.
0: Right. So <laughs> you went in with the protective order. I mean, you he they granted it uh, temporarily, correct?
1: Yes. And then
0: he went in and fought it like all abusers do. They fight yes, it. Yeah, they hired an attorney. Yes.
1: And I'm kind of wondering if there was a dual purpose, whether he's, you know, really – um, like, he's really trying to fight this because he's an avid hunter and with a protective order, he can't have a gun. Or I think he fought it because he wants to, to do this me. to other
0: people. Yeah, I think that was a big part of it yeah. as well, to be honest with you. Um, I was there. You? I was there with you. And I want you to share, uh, like, minute by minute. Now the first thing you brought up was uh the protective order um what it entails. And what did you share with the judge? And I will say right now the judge was Matt Bell out of Cedar City and the um lawyer the defense attorney was Tobler is all I know is the last name. Dan Dan Tobler. Yeah, Dan, Dan Tobler. Okay. And um everybody does have a right to a defense attorney. That's for sure. But um so you went in and you talked to uh uh what was what well, I part didn't of the... the
1: opportunity to really say anything.
0: Well I know. But I mean, didn't honestly. you uh Oh that's right, because they brought up the custodial part.
1: <laughs> no, is the is a cohabitation. So they really changed the um yeah, the law. Um
0: in Utah, all of Can these you you explain that changed. because I'm still I'm, still yeah, shocked. probably shaking um okay, so they recently changed the cohabitation law in the state of Utah, and uh, for um, protection orders, and evidently, if you're over the under the age of eighteen and the perpetrator moves out. You're not yeah. cohabitating with them as an adult, and for some reason, that uh, yeah. null and voids all of it. And I'm not, uh, I'm not getting that at all. But that being said, none of us are getting that portion. No. Um, now I did contact the state, and Brian did send me this. He said HB 100 is sponsored by Lowry Snow this past session was passed into law. It says 78B-7-503, sexual violence, sexual violence protective orders. Number 1A, an individual may seek a protective order under this part of the individual has been subjected to sexual violence and is neither a cohabitant nor a dating partner of the respondent. So that should have covered you. Um, 1B is an individual may not seek a protection order on behalf of a child that was null and void because your mom wasn't doing that mm-hmm. and number two a petition mm-hmm. seeking a sexual violence protective order may not be withdrawn without written order of the court but number three says,
1: well so that's essentially oh no just a, a lot of and a lot of well you know that of a lot of domestic relationships you know violent relationships that they will withdraw the the Protective order, right? Because he's really sorry and <laughs> bought her in right. the car.
0: Well, and I was, um, you know. I was manipulated by my abuser to try to withdraw the restraining order that I um, put on him, too. And, um, and, uh, my lawyer goes, No, I'm sorry, How'd that we can't go? <laughs> She goes, We can't withdraw it, so <laughs> don't worry about it. But, but I'll tell you yeah. how that went. We, we, we took it into court because he was fighting it, they always do. And he he was mm-hmm. fighting it, and because uh, he got his guns taken away, because what does he like to do? He likes to hunt, and women hunt and beat up women is oh, something yeah. he does really well. But anyway, so the judge who is out of Roseburg, Oregon, a female, um, Burge. Anyway, um, I had hospital documentation that uh, that my nose was fractured. That I had pictures of my bruises all over my body. I had um, mm-hmm. it, my documentation said I was assaulted and she goes, he just wants to go hunting. We'll just take this off. Cause he, he doesn't care about this anymore. He just yeah. wants to go hunting. But you know, furthermore, yeah. he tried to kill me three times following that uh, removal. So that that's neither here nor there, but let's talk about you. Um, so we went into court. No, so, even though... Go ahead. Yeah. Well,
1: yeah. Yeah. I didn't even get the opportunity to talk. You I didn't, didn't. Even get the opportunity to talk. I mean, I, yeah. I you were sexually assaulted for seven and
0: years and you didn't have an opportunity to say anything to your perpetrator. No. The judge says, yeah, we don't want you no. saying anything. But um, anyway. that being said, so the the bottom line was, is they said, well, there's no place for a, a protective order here because you you were like seven point eight, seventeen years and eight months yeah. living with this guy. When your family, mother divorced and he moves out. So because you were shy, just a few months of your life, yeah, it's okay months. for him to be a perpetrator and not have a protection order against you. I mean, for you to have a prote- protection order against him, even though he has started to contact you again. This doesn't make any sense to me, yeah. Melissa. I mean we were all sitting there like no. gasping. Are you freaking kidding me? Seven years before. I don't know. A child all I know
1: that... all I know well I got hot inside and um... We were all hot
0: inside. <laughs> <laughs> were we? Yeah, I was very hot inside.
1: I was pissed and and yeah. like I physically wanted I physically wanted to go after him. Like physically.
0: I know and, and you know Understandably Because uh, Because he took away Seven years of your life
1: Yeah he took He's taken a lot more than that
0: Sharon. Yeah I know I know he I agree with you. Yeah it, Abuse doesn't stop there It's the mental Rehabilitation That it requires Following that And you know I love it when people say Oh yeah. But you let him After that Oh give me a break Shut up You don't know What you're talking about Yeah Yeah <laughs> We don't let anybody do
1: anything. What I find, what I I have found, though, is that um, women who haven't experienced it for themselves don't understand. No, they don't. And you don't want them. I mean, really, you don't
0: want them to understand. It's
1: awful. It's awful.
0: Yeah, it is. It's so horror, horror, horrible. Yeah. Okay, so we walked out. Um, they said we're gonna withdraw this p uh, no, petition. So... Oh yeah, Yeah. we didn't walk out yet, did we? Yeah, no. So the judge says, (laughs) the judge says, uh, yeah, no, No. you can't say anything to him. And then what did you say? (laughs) No, I said I have
1: something to say. I have something to say to him. And the judge is, you know, no, let's leave it exactly how it is. And all I remember saying is, well, if you're not giving me the protective order, I'm doing it anyway. It doesn't matter. Next thing I I know, (laughs) yeah, it doesn't matter because you're not giving it to me. So here we go. And next thing I knew, so I remember sitting in, you know, in front of the judge and telling him that. The next thing I, I know, is I'm standing over by him, and his attorney is saying, "Don't say anything. Don't say anything. Don't look at her." And um, and you're pointing. He's sitting in his chair, and I'm standing over the top of him with my finger, like. I don't know, close to his face, you know, telling him, don't, you know, don't ever contact me again, or I'm going to kill you is what I wanted to say, but I saved it by saying you are done.
0: Right. And you know and the what? He didn't do um, anything,
1: and he let me do it. A-
0: yeah, and no one moved. I mean, the bailiff didn't even move. And you know why? Did because me. it was well-deserved. I mean, if the only thing you get out of this whole thing is to say, leave me alone, don't ever contact me again, I mean, why not? You know what I mean? The judge thanked the Lord for him. He didn't move. The bailiff didn't move. The attorney just said, just don't move.
1: (laughs) Yeah, don't look at her. Don't say anything. Don't look at her.
0: Right. Okay, so we. And then, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. And then,
1: was it, I think I I think I kicked the door open on the way out and caused a big scene. And
0: <laughs> Okay, well, you were just, upset. Yeah. Your life has been in turmoil <laughs> so off and on for, I don't know, how many years. <laughs> no, you're good. It was awesome. And then,
1: no, and then, and then I sat in the parking lot. I was like, man, I hope you come out. I hope you come out. And they didn't come out. They didn't come out until after I left. Right. They're afraid of a little a little person.
0: Yeah, yeah. And um, I went to. But the I don't DV know what center. I would have done. Yeah, well, there's nothing I don't think you would have done. But they weren't going to go outside until you were gone. And when I walked back in, they all everyone in the whole room looked at me because I had to go get your phone. Yeah. Because I dropped it on the way out. But anyway. So uh then I went to the the local BB <laughs> center there and I asked them, "Hey, what can we do?" And they said, "Yeah, we have other options." So I said, "I know you're therapy shopping right now, but get over here and, you know, let's th- throw a plug out. Ross is the best place to therapy shop."
1: Well, <laughs> let's let's be let's be honest because um like I was headed to the liquor store. I was pissed. I was pissed oh, and true. I don't drink. I don't drink, and I was headed to the liquor store, and just on a whim, I was like, "Oh, Ross's," and pulled into Ross's. Oh,
0: good. And
1: I'm grateful that I'm grateful for that. Like I'm grateful for that because that that's a bad place for me, a bad place for me. It's a bad place for everyone. I mean, it was kind of like I felt like I needed to numb, and I felt like, um, you know, I just wanted to. I was so angry on the inside. So angry. So right. angry that, you know, you can't even stand being in your own skin. Right.
0: Angry. And you know what? People and, Like you know, and I
1: just kinda of felt like
0: Go ahead. Go ahead. No, what do you feel Can like? You go ahead. Okay. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'll go ahead. I was just gonna say, you know, people think that we should not be not have a problem with this and and they don't get it if they've never had this happen to them they don't get it how it molds over in our minds and um and and everything you know we relive it sometimes
1: yeah well you know and there's there's a lot of thoughts like you know had he not done that to me you know what would the person that i be because I I have done things out of a rebellion. I have done things just out of not knowing, um, you know. And sometimes I've just done the wrong thing just to do the wrong thing, you know. Yeah. How would my life have been different? Because I always knew that, you know, my dad loved me. I always knew that my mom loved me, Yeah. you know. How would I have been different? There's always right. that.
0: Right. There is always that. And, but... Yeah. 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 Um. So, you were shopping at Ross. I was over <laughs> at the <laughs> Duke Center. shopping
1: at Ross.
0: Yeah. Hey, I always say I yeah, shop and, at Ross. Um, I think everyone should do it.
1: <laughs> well... Like, I was just, like, I was just kind of kicking the, kicking the dirt, like, you know, this is, this is bullshit, you know? He gets right, away right. with it again, again, you know?
0: Right. Well, too much is nothing.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, I, yeah, I met you over in, you know, over to the Canyon Creek Services, which I have to say they were amazing with me, and, um you know i think there is a stigma that comes with you know um is, and you know i i felt validated and that they you know my the person that i worked with her name is Kaylee Bronson um i i was validated and she is like i understand and you know, and truly, you know, truly did, you know, right. and there was compassion. It was, and it was just like your cheerleader. And, you know, like, this is, this is what we can do. What do you think of this? You know, these are the different options and, you know, never was I belittled. Never did I feel like I was not um, being heard. Right. So, I mean, anybody, anybody out there who, you know, It's a derogatory word
0: You know Melissa you just uh, broke up again And we couldn't hear you Oh Oh, dang it I'm sorry Just
1: just go and check them out
0: The DV center in your area In their area yeah Yes Yeah like (laughs) she was so good with me yeah, that's wonderful. And and I had talked to her before you had and she was absolutely wonderful and said, Hey, we have other options we can go yeah. with. So I don't know if you want to share your current yeah. uh options or <laughs> what you're planning.
1: So what I what I what I did, um um I had the option so with with the issue of the cohabitation, I couldn't have the protective order. The next thing that I could have was um, was a, t- a stocking injunction, um, and it only lasts three years. Um, there's not a whole lot of teeth to it, and, but I'm but I am taking what I can get, right?
0: All right.
1: <clears throat> uh, I have it is almost half a ream of paper, and I attached everything, everything. Oh, and I was going to tell you, um, guess who signed it? <laughs>
0: Who?
1: Matthew Bell. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. He's yeah, he's the one who who um signed my uh stalking injunction.
0: Well good. But and anyway, didn't, so didn't they say you might was be able yesterday. to Yeah. They didn't they say that you might be able to get a protect a sexual protection or protection order of a different kind yes. or <clears throat>
1: yes. So I just so um I felt great gratification, um, because you know, if you register on the back, there's a little sticker on the back that tells you um where you can register and I um he was served today and I know that he's just like really annoyed. You know, it does. And I have this feeling like do? I'm like, Yeah, that's awesome, you know, because I know I just ruined his day.
0: Well, and didn't didn't you say that he was supposed to register as a sex offender way back when, and he didn't? Missy? Uh Uh-oh. Missy,
1: Missy, did you hear, did me? You hear me? Missy, Missy, <laughs> okay.